0: Hogwarts,
1: Hogwarts, 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 teach us Hello and welcome to Wizard Studies. I'm Katie. And
0: I'm Audrey.
1: And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute, but we're back. Woo! <laughs> So in case you haven't listened to the episode before this or the two episodes before this, we are changing formats a little bit. Um, we're going to be having an episode come out once a month as opposed to every other week. And then the episodes will also skew heavily towards chapter rereads, at least at the moment. Um If we think of any other topics or want to revisit any topics, like we reserve the right to do so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for the most part, I think we're going to roll with like a random number generator to get a random chapter from the series to talk about. And that lovely random number generator gave us chapter... I don't even know. Chapter one of Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> well, I was going to try and say the chapter that it is like oh. overall, but I already deleted it, so it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> chapter one of Prisoner of Azkaban, Owl Post.
0: Yeah. Harry's back. We're back. Yeah. Very poetic. Um, do we have any other announcements? I yeah. don't think so I
1: guess like um I know we probably mentioned this in other episodes as well but if there's any particular chapters you want us to talk about we will forego the random number generator if somebody wants to send us a particular chapter I'm definitely open to that so
0: yeah oh and also an announcement for patrons Mm. you are not being charged um I have so far remembered every month to, to postpone charging you uh so you are still able to access all of the episodes that you had previously been able to access through that rss feed um maybe at like the new year i'll probably just cancel the patreon in general and then yeah that will all go away um so yeah go back and listen to those old episodes if you want to or if you haven't yet um but it's just, like, kind of a pain to keep postponing it. Like, there's no way for us to, like, not charge you but keep it up for an extended yeah. period of time. So, yeah. You can also just cancel your own Patreon if you don't trust me to postpone it.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure that there's a way that we can refund. Like, if for some reason we forget re- yeah, one yes, month, yeah. we can always refund the money. Don't worry about that. But, yeah, if I'd say, you know, we'll probably postpone it for... November and December and then we'll just delete the page come January so if you want to listen to any of those episodes that you paid for that you have access to there's your deadline
0: yeah and we did like I don't know what was it like 19 or 20 chapters yeah on that so and if like if if those are chapters that you're interested in. You should listen to them because we probably won't redo them.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that we should also say that we have removed every chapter that we've already talked about from our overall master list of chapters. Yeah. So
0: some of the more hard hitting ones you <laughs> won't be getting to. Um, if you really, yeah. if you are someone new, like release. Yeah, yeah. If you really want that to listen to a specific chapter, and you tell us, and it's one of the ones we've already done. Maybe we'll just release it on our main feed if we can. Yeah. I assume those audio files are still somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, they're in Podbean. So no, ex- they're not.
0: Oh, you're right. They're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, the RSS feed is there. We could probably at least transfer it to Podbean yeah. and then
0: post it from there.
1: We can we'll figure, figure it
0: out. I'm out. sure. <laughs> yeah. All of that aside, um, what we're really here today is to talk about this chapter which is the first chapter of Prisoner of Azkaban so it's very much like a first chapter of a book like all of or at least the early ones like very much follow the same format so there's like a lot of things that are just that we're going to be like going over um but I don't know I guess as far as first chapters go it's like fine it's like middle Right, it's not as good as yeah. it's not as it's, good as well, so *Hackle like, Prince*. Yeah,
1: four, six, and seven. I how does five open? Five opens with Harry listening to the news, right? Yeah. So that one's like definitely more similar to like one, two, three. So like four, six, and seven have the like spicy openings.
0: <laughs> yeah, one. I mean, one, everybody always says one like didn't draw them into the book, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then one, two, three. 5 is definitely. I'd say a little bit. Better because we do kind of like jump into right into the action, like a little bit. Does the
0: dementor attack happen in the first chapter of five?
1: It does. The first chapter of five
0: is called like Dudley Demented. Okay, so yeah, so five is definitely better. Okay, three might be like a. Bottom of, bottom yeah, of the I, list. I here. mean,
1: because I ha, like I feel like everybody has like a special place in their heart for one. Like now, yeah. So like two and three, I don't know. I'd have to go back and read two maybe two. to make the call
0: of. Do we do it? No, two is the know, worst birthday.
1: So. Yeah, so that's like Harry, kind of like this one, like Harry not getting.
0: Oh. Like, not it, being, uh, He's like Dobby shows up. Yeah. yeah. And Dobby shows up, so that's more action. This might be the worst one. This might be the worst one. Like there's not a whole lot of action. It takes place entirely in his room in the span of like an hour. Yeah, like an hour
1: and a half or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the last chapter of Prisoner of Azkaban is called Owl Post. Again. <laughs> Real creative. So, if you ever like, um, I know that there's like a bunch of like quizzes or like just trivia for like Harry Potter chapter names. If you ever need to list them, those are two easy ones Owl Post, Owl Post again. Yeah.
0: I, I feel, feel like we're there's two. Doing it this way where it's like just kind of random, I feel like that'll help us like remember chapter names
1: yeah true yeah I, I guess like I, re- I really like the random ones because I think that number one we were like struggling to come up with <laughs> chapters that we like know that we really wanted to do, and I think this will force us to re-examine some maybe like not as like iconic chapters throughout the series yeah. maybe this one's a bad example but we <laughs> could
0: find some good ones yeah we've done almost all of the first chapters I think, at this point.
1: Yeah. So. Well, because, like I said, 4, 6, and 7, and 1 are all, like, yeah, really pretty good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, anyway, starting off, we learned that Harry Potter is a very unusual boy um, <laughs> for three reasons. He hates the summer holidays. He wants to do his homework and has to <laughs> do it by night because he is, like, not allowed to do his homework. And uh, of course, he is a wizard. Which, in case you forgot, two books into this <laughs> series, Harry Potter is a wizard. Don't want anyone to get confused further on when he starts doing magic. Like this is, we know he's a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of all the subjects that the Harry is working on in this this chapter. And he's working on his homework late at night. It's history of magic, which is, like, oh boy, I don't think Vince was even, like, involved in it. Like, I don't think he even knew the summer holidays were happening. How did he even <laughs> assign homework? Is this the
1: only book that we hear about summer homework? Or does it come up
0: other times? Mm-mm. I feel like it might be the only one. Two, I don't think we hear about it. No. In f-
1: well, because Harry's stuff is locked up, I yeah, think. Yeah, right? and four
0: Four is such a jump. Like, yeah. it jumps straight into thing Like,
1: Like, do they talk about it in five when they're, like, past I don't think so.
0: I don't know, because, like, they're so... I don't know, everything else, they're, like... Every other summer, like, something else is going on. <laughs> but... Yeah, Harry's just, like... I mean, obviously, the, like,
1: night bus and Graham yeah. happen, but then he's just, like, chilling at Diagon Alley. Those are yeah. some great
0: chapters. And, like, too. I don't know. It seems like he has a lot of summer homework. Because yeah. this okay. is history of magic homework. And then, doesn't Florian Fortescue talk to him about different history of magic stuff? Yeah, and he definitely, he talks about, like,
1: Snape, my least favorite teacher, yeah. assigned us homework in this. <laughs> like, also,
0: just in case you forgot, Harry doesn't like Snape. <laughs> yeah good recap so anyway his history of magic essay is like the prompt is witch burning in the 14th century was completely pointless discuss <laughs> um and we learned that he's using his eagle quill which for some reason i thought hermione gave him in this book but i guess it's in chamber of secrets mm. um it's not like referenced as the one that his friend hermione gave him but it says eagle quill so like i assume probably was from hermione um And he's, like, checking out History of Magic by, or A History of Magic by Bethel the Bagshot. And he reads a paragraph about Wendelin the Weird. And this is the paragraph that he's gonna, like, apply to his essay. Um. And it's just talking about how, like, muggles were super afraid of magic in medieval times, but they weren't very good at recognizing it, so they just, like, burned random people. And (laughs) then when they, like, did happen to actually correctly guess who was a witch. Like, it obviously didn't work to burn them because they're witches. So they could just use what was called a basic flame-freezing charm. And then they would pretend that they were getting burned. But it's actually just, like, tickling. And Wendell in The Weird actually enjoyed being burned so much that she got caught, like, she intentionally got caught multiple times. Forty seven times. Sorry, no less than forty seven times in various disguises. Um, so yeah, I guess
1: I have so many questions. <laughs> like I guess maybe like witch burning in the U S. isn't as like widely taught in the U K. as it is in the U S. because people weren't burned alive in, in like the- Salem. In the in witch stone, trials. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was, like, one They were, like, person. pressed with stones. <laughs> yeah, like, they had... It, burning, like, wasn't really a thing for witch trials. But I think so, it, was, it
0: wasn't a thing in Europe. Like, didn't Joan of Arc get burned? Maybe in Europe. Yeah, I guess.
1: Um, and then also, how do people... How did they fake getting burned alive? Like, do the villagers just, like, light it up and walk away? Well... And not, like, follow up with finding the charred bones? Yeah, I
0: feel like I remember, like, what I learned about Salem, which was also, like, usually a different method of killing, was, like, their logic was, like... But let's, like, say it's burning in this case. Their logic was, like, if you burned and died, you weren't a witch. Yeah. And then... Um, and they were like, oh, well, oh, well. But if you did were able to survive it, that's how they knew you were a witch. And then, but then I don't know what they did with you after that. So I don't know if maybe, okay. like, witch burning in Europe or, like, maybe just I don't know that much about it. But I don't know. Maybe it was, like, if they could tell that you were, like, getting hurt by the flames, mm. they, like, let you free. Like, they didn't go all the way to killing you, you know?
1: Uh, interesting. So it was, like, if she could yeah. fake it
0: enough that, like, it looked, like... She was actually in pain. They would, like, stop. They would, like, let her go. And they okay. were like, oh, right, you're not a witch, which is why she, like, had multiple disguises. I'm coming back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I guess I forgot that the prompt was the 14th century, so that wouldn't be the witch trials in America anyways. Um, yeah.
0: I guess yeah. that's why the essay is, like, it's completely pointless, because if you aren't a witch, you are obviously you just, going like, to feel being yeah. burnt, and you're going to get saved. And then, if you are a witch, you can just you pretend. Make it, yeah.
1: Okay, okay, I buy that. I buy that. Also, talking about because I don't think I have a, any other place to talk about this, but I think later in the chapter, Harry mentioned something about like how he has to like write with his quill super quietly, Mm. less, like, the Dursleys hear him. Why not just use a pen, then? You're, like, in the muggle world, pens don't make scratchy
0: noises like a quill. Do you think you get docked points if you (laughs) use a pen? (laughs) no <laughs> i don't know he's an unusual boy he's a wizard he wants to write with a quill and he's always like he's like trying to balance he's like under his covers at this point and he's trying to like yeah. balance his ink bottle so that he doesn't get ink on the sheets it's like yeah. why?
1: so many problems would have been fixed <laughs> if he just used a pen i mean if hogwarts would just use pens but
0: <laughs>
1: anyways um
0: so anyway this is really just used as like a segue to talk about the dursleys because we're talking about like people that are afraid of magic and then it's like well harry could it's like oh this is when he like has to do it quietly and then he's like the dursleys had a particularly medieval approach to magic like comparing the dursleys to the muggles of the medieval times um and then we get the introduction on the dursleys and how they're the worst And they lied to Harry for 10 years of his life, 11 years of his life. I guess it was 10, because he was one by the time he got there. And told him that he had this scar, and it was because of a car crash. But it was not a car crash. In fact, his parents had been murdered. Murdered by a Car crash, car crash,
1: killed Lily and James Potter.
0: (laughs) Um, So we get, like, this is, like, the whole recap of Harry's life, basically. Like his parents were murdered and now like he goes to wizarding school and that's why like that's the explanation of why he likes doing his homework and why he has to do it by night and actually the Dursleys like locked away his cell books and all his wizarded stuff um when he got back from Hogwarts this summer and he took advantage of when they were like going outside to brag about Vernon's new company car like the first week of summer to go pick the lock and steal his spellbooks back so that he could do his homework because <laughs> he's afraid of Snape giving him detention, basically. <laughs> uh, and we also get told that, like, not only does he have this terrible relationship with the, his guardians... And they hate him but it is particularly like bad right now because of his friend Ron and the telephone call that he received um so Ron who we're reminded is like fully pure blood wizard and never interacts with muggles uh calls and I'm gonna read his his <laughs> conversation with Vernon cause it's like this is pretty good comedy Um, so it says, Harry, who happened to be in the room at the time, froze as he heard Ron's voice answer. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I want to talk to Harry Potter. (laughs) Ron was yelling so loudly that Uncle Vernon jumped and held the receiver a foot away from his ear, staring at it with an expression of mingled fury and alarm. Who is this? He wrote in the direction of the mouthpiece. Who are you? Ron! Weasley, Ron fellowed back, as though he and Uncle Vernon were speaking from opposite ends of a football field. Sidebar, soccer field? Or football field? Or American football field? (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Ponder that. I'm a friend of Harry's from school. Uncle Vernon's small eyes swiveled around to Harry, who was rooted to the spot. There is no Harry Potter here, he roared, now holding the receiver at arm's length, as though frightened it might explode. I don't know what school you're talking about. Never contact me again. Don't you come near my family. A bit of an overreaction. And then he threw the receiver back in onto the telephone, as if dropping a poisonous spider. The fight that had followed had been one of the worst ever. How dare you give this number to people, like... People like you. Uncle Vernon <laughs> Henry spraying Harry with spit. I did just spit a little bit when I said <laughs> <laughs> um, Text out. So, yeah, obviously the phone call did not go well. Um, and Harry's like, yeah, nobody's talked to me since. I assume that Ron told Hermione that, like, She shouldn't bother calling either, even though Hermione would have been better at it. And now I'm a lonely boy.
1: (laughs) Poor Harry. But, just to clarify... Sorry, I knew that there was something I wanted to say and I totally forgot what it was, but it came to me. But, just to clarify... Throughout this whole ordeal of events, Harry getting his spell books, picking the lock manually, doing <laughs> magic, or sorry, doing homework under the covers. He does not perform
0: any magic, yes. though. Maxima. <laughs> <laughs> He's not practicing spells. He is using a flashlight to do his homework. <laughs> oh, see, that's
1: me, being, me having an in with the british people and their lingo we we've talked about before how like the first harry potter book was there was an american version published separately from like the yeah. uk version and then every time since then it for my understanding it was it's the same just kind of more americanized yeah. and that's an example like torch is what they would say
0: over here not flashlight so every single copy of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban says Flashlight? I think so. Hmm.
1: Or maybe maybe it's that... Okay, maybe or in I have English that backwards. I actually copy. think I have it backwards. I think the first book, was there was not an American version published. No,
0: but there was. Because like sorcerers first philosophers.
1: Yeah, but I think originally... Like, because what's, mom is the biggest difference. In the first book, whenever it's mom, it says mom. It doesn't say mom. And then in every American
0: version after that, it's like mom, I think.
1: When they're talking,
0: I think it says mom, but when it's the narrator, it says mom. Narrator.
1: Maybe. There's, there's something with either the first book, the first book being different. Okay.
0: Sorry, I'm trying to look for an instance where it says yeah. mom, but not. Because I feel like Ron always says "mum," like when he's talking. Mm.
1: Anyways, somebody fact check me on that, I guess. I, I know that there's something with, something was changed after the f- publish, publication of the first book. With, in terms of like American Americanized language. Anyways, moving on. Um, Harry does say that this summer is a little bit better than previous summers because at least Hedwig gets to be let out at night. Um, Previously, she had just kind of been caged up, but Mr. Dursley says that like she's just too annoying when she's caged up and not been able to fly. She makes too much noise, so might as well just let her out at night. And... Okay, so this, I was kind of confused at the sequence of events here. Harry's like, oh, man, I'm getting so tired. I don't even know what time it is. He's, like, pondering. He's like, how late can it be now? (laughs) And then he, like, goes on to, like, pack away his stuff. And then he looks at the clock. He's like, it's 1 a.m. I'm like, why did we not just say it was 1 a.m. the first time? (laughs) Like, why? Because I was like, when the... When I was taking notes as I was reading this, I was like, does Harry not have a clock in his room? Like, is he just, like, never know what time it is? And then, like, three sentences later, it's, like, the huge alarm clock on Harry's <laughs> wall said that it was 1 a.m. So, I just thought that was really odd. <laughs> um, but, anyway, so, with it being 1 a.m., it is now July 31st, 30th? thirty first. 30. 31st sorry I can never remember (laughs) which one Harry's birthday is um it's now July 31st so Harry has been 13 for an hour now and then we get him lamenting he also says that it's been five weeks since class has gone out oh that makes sense they usually implying that class is like late late June
0: yeah, because, like, a lot of, like, the dates for, like, the Triwizard Tournament, like, that's, like, June 20th yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to go back and check, just to make sure that that checked out. and does, for the most part. Um, But now we get him lamenting about how birthdays are terrible. He's never looked forward to his birthday. He's never gotten a present or a birthday card before. <laughs> the Dursleys actively, like, ignore his birthday. Um And that's just something that makes him even more of a strange boy is he doesn't like his birthday. Uh Then we get him saying that like even Hedwig has abandoned him. She's been gone for two nights in a row but like he knows that she'll come back but he's just all alone (laughs) again on his birthday. He knows that she'll come back. (laughs) Um, And then we get a little bit more recap on the scar. He's like, I think it's like him not liking his birthday isn't the only thing that makes him a unique boy he also has this super unique scar on his forehead that he got from when he not from a car crash but when he when Voldemort tried to kill him and was unable to and then we get more recap just in case we forgot the two big finales of the last two books (laughs) that Harry has also faced Voldemort since then at Hogwarts
0: and has defeated him both times. This is when we learn that not only is Harry an unusual boy because he's a wizard, but he is also an unusual wizard boy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then he's looking out the window and he sees this like strange lopsided creature flying (laughs) Across the moon coming towards him. Um, and he starts to kind of, like, panic a little bit, <laughs> which, like, fair. Um, and then he realizes, as they get closer, that it's three owls. One owl being supported by the other two. This owl is seemingly unconscious. I really can't... I'm having a hard time picturing that in my mind.
0: <laughs> so I think that... Like, like, are Hedwig and the other owl holding Errol by the Yeah, o- by their legs. Ways? But they're holding with their legs. Oh, okay. But then Hedwig, they both also have their own packages. Yeah. Maybe it's like when you're like supporting your. And also, like, how are their friend. wings maybe, not like. Maybe Errol's wings are like over the shoulders. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Also, how it, like them holding? How what like how are they not close enough where their like inside wings are hitting each other? Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. I'm
0: very confused. Oh, by Oh well, there's there's a photo because also it also, okay. it,
1: just, it uses the word supportive no,
0: between the two. The photo, the chapter illustration, it is exactly what I just described. They are like they have him. Over their shoulders.
1: Yeah, but then how are they flying?
0: They're beating... That's what I... Hedwig and the Hogwarts owl are each beating their outside wing, and they're functioning as one giant owl.
1: I feel like... I feel like that's not how it works. That's... That is what the photo is. I know. And that's what I pictured, but I don't think it works.
0: Also, I just want to know, like, at what point did they, like, come into contact with Errol? Like, they just happened to all, like, line up and be like, oh shit, we're going to the same place? Or Hedwig is, like, supporting Errol, and then, like, this other owl came, like, how, did Errol crash, and then they had to go pick Errol up?
1: Yeah, like, did Errol pass out after they started supporting him, or did they have to get the unconscious Errol (laughs) over their (laughs) shoulders? (laughs) Because I also
0: can't picture how that could happen. Yeah, and, like, they weren't coming, like, they weren't coming from the same place. So no. this had to have happened recently. Because well, Hedwig is coming from France. Errol is coming from Egypt, which, like, I guess, like, that's kind of, they're both to the south.
1: But which one had Hermione's stuff, or Hedwig. Hagrid stuff?
0: Oh, the Hogwarts owl. So that's coming from the north. So, like...
1: Wait, the Hogwarts owl had Hagrid's and the Hogwarts letter? Yeah.
0: It was, like, tucked in. Oh, okay. Because they... I think, like, McGonagall just sent it with...
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because I, I was going to say, then, if Hedwig had also gone to pick up Hagrid's, then they would be at least leaving from the
0: same origin point. Like The two, Hogwarts. no. So, but if it's from the like, same Like, even best case scenario, Hedwig overlapped with Errol since, like, France. They, like, they crossed yeah. the English Channel together. But then she was alone with Errol. Yeah. And, like...
1: Maybe Errol just very... Made it so close.
0: Yeah, and then they, like... Like, he must lied. have
1: been, like, fine. Quote-unquote, fine. However fine Errol could be. <laughs> until, like, very close. Anyways. Um... So he realizes that the unconscious owl between the two is Errol, the Weasley's owl. The one of the owls on the outside is Hedwig. And the other one is one from Hogwarts because he spots like the Hogwarts crest on one of the seals. Errol has a package wrapped in gold for Harry. His first ever birthday card, too. He's so excited. Um... And inside the card, there is a clipping from the Daily Prophet talking about how Mr. Weasley won 700 galleons and is has used that money to take his whole family on a trip to Europe. Ron says that most of the money was used... Trip to Egypt. Sorry, trip to <laughs> Egypt. Um, most of the money was used for said trip, but Ron will also be getting... A new wand. So I just wanted to discuss this for a moment. Talking about galleons. We've used this as one of the examples <laughs> to try and figure out the worth of a said galleon. So on this trip, there are one, two, or six, three, four, five, six, seven if you count Mr. and Mrs. Weasley Weasley right that was <laughs> oh my god <laughs> really rusty Wait, guys. Is, okay so Mr. there's Mr. and Mrs. Se- Weasley There's seven kids Percy nine minus Fred George is Charlie Ron
0: Ginny it's eight There's okay the Weasley family is nine people yeah minus Bill's already there They're going to
1: see Bill Did Charlie I guess Charlie's in the Clippy from think the movie Charlie is there But so, okay, if we're trying to break down what they'd be spending yeah, money on, okay, they don't have to spend, supposedly or theoretically, they don't have to really spend any money on travel. Does a port key cost money to use? Because I assume that's what they used to get over there. Yeah. I doubt they flew.
0: Yeah, no, they definitely used a port key.
1: So, unclear whether that costs money. We don't know how long they're going either. I think I it's think, a month. But it seems like it's a long Wait, I time. It says it's a month. Oh, you,
0: I can't pick up on that. Oh, the clipping says mm-hmm. the Weasley family will be spending a month
1: in Egypt. So they have to pay for accommodation.
0: Unless they're or... all staying at Bill's place.
1: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. He's probably, he's like, he's definitely in a bachelor pad right now. He's in like a studio
0: apartment. Maybe they brought the tents. One bedroom. And they set the tents up inside of his apartment. And they're smaller on the outside. So
1: They had to pay for accommodation. (laughs) They have to pay for food for a month.
0: Bill maybe is getting them into all the tombs for free.
1: Yeah, I don't know if like any of the things that they did cost money then they're buying stuff while they're over there I'm sure little trinkets, Anyway, anyway even just to
0: feed like seven people for a week if galleons were equal to dollars that would use like all of the dollars
1: yeah <laughs> so I'm of the mind that a galleon is around the 15 to twenty dollar range. So if we say galleons are $20, that's 14,000, which I think is a little high even for this set, this yeah. trip. Because it does seem as though like after this and buying Ron's wand, which will be 11 galleons, they're like that's it. They've used the money. Is kind of the this impression that it gives, right? That also does feel, like, I get, you know, you maybe they haven't seen Bill in a while, but you don't need to be there for a month then, you know? Like, go for, like, if you can use a port key and basically instantly travel, like, go for a weekend.
0: Or just Mr. and Mrs. Weasley go. Like, that wouldn't be weird.
1: No, no, but it's nice that the kids come no, to the No, it Bill. is nice.
0: I'm not yeah. arguing. That. <laughs> Sounds like a wonderful I mean, family vacation. <laughs>
1: I think that it would not be outrageous to say that this trip cost them between like seven thousand and ten thousand dollars. No.
0: I don't know because now I'm I guess thinking like plane tickets, plane tickets are, are tickets such a the big most part. Yeah, and also this was the nineties. Yeah, I guess I do I would five I to seven. Five to seven thousand. And then that's like a galleon being ten. We don't know how much, like it, you know, maybe they set aside 100 galleons for saving.
1: Yeah, that's true. They could have put some in savings. (laughs) All right, anyways, there's my daily musings on how much a galleon galleon equals ten dollars. I think it's closer to (laughs) 15. Okay, I will say, I think that is almost nearly impossible to actually have a number because i think it changes throughout the series and in different instances how much it's maybe. worth unless like the wizarding
0: value system is just very confusing or maybe like the value of the galleon fluctuates like a ton like we're assuming that it would be similar to right now would be similar to uh what's that <laughs> Goblet of Fire. The beginning of Goblet of Fire. One year later, but maybe mm-hmm. that like I feel like their economy is not very stable. It's a very small economy, and yes. the the government is always doing God knows what. <laughs> so maybe like we just can only know at the exact moment in time that we read these things. Like oh, at this time, seven hundred gallons. The exchange $7, is seven thousand so yeah. much. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's just not stable.
1: Tumultuous Mm time. Um, Speaking of exchange rates right now, if anybody wants to come visit me in London, now is a (laughs) great time to do so. Dollar has a lot of purchasing power right now. (laughs) The exchange rate is nearing one to one. Wow. You love that for me. Um, Anyways... The rest of the card Ron has sent is talking about how much fun he's having in Egypt, all of the things that they're doing, and that they'll be in London a week. I think I think a week leading up to September first, where Ron will get his new wand, they'll do their school shopping. Um, so it seems as though like Ron is spending like zero time at the borough mm. this summer. Because it's already it's been like a month into summer vacation so far and if we're to assume that they like came pretty straight from Egypt to London like there's like maybe a week on either side of the London trip right or sorry the Egypt trip Mm. um anyways he also he's like Harry do you want to meet us there he also says Percy's been made head boy and he signs it with one of the more iconic quotes of the series, and don't let the muggles get you down.
0: Is that the only time he says that? I think so. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it should be something that Ron says, like, a lot. Yeah. Like, because it's so... Like, it's so. Yeah,
1: fun. and, then, like, it's, it's always pertinent, yeah. right? Like, the Dursleys are always getting Harry down. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Harry then opens the present that was attached to the letter, and he finds that it was a... Ron also explains this in his letter that it's a pocket sneakoscope, which is a magical device made to whirl and make noise when somebody untrustworthy is around. Some background information on the sneakoscope. The sneakoscope was invented in the 18th century by the wizard and inventor Edgar Strobler. Um, and said, Ed, I'm going to call him Edgar, Edgar was born in 1703 and died in 1798 at the age of like 94, 95, depending on when his birthday was. Um, and we know this information comes from a video game, and I think that Edgar might have one of the wizarding cards, like a chocolate frog card mm. about him. Um, So that's where we get all of the information. Um, Yeah, it just says that he's an inventor. A portrait of Edgar was placed on the sixth floor of Hogwarts Castle guarding a secret passageway. And the password in the 1993 to 1994 school year was surreptitiousness. Hmm. And this comes from the Prisoner of Azkaban video game. So
0: make of that what you will. Um, well, the sneakoscope does become important later on. Well, not important, yeah. but it's just, like, it's, like, constantly it's a, it's referenced. A, it,
1: yeah, and it's a good puzzle piece yeah. when you go back kind of at the end of the book, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow.
0: Definitely. Um, okay, so Harry then moves on to his next package, his next delivery, and this one is the one that Hedwig was carrying, and it's from Hermione. It also includes a card and a letter and a present. Are the cards separate from the letters? I assume they're just kind of, like, attached on the outside. That's my guess. Um, So I'm just going to read Hermione's letter because I didn't feel like summarizing it. And also, I feel like it's very, like, in her voice. Um, Yeah. Dear Harry, Ron wrote, wrote to me and told me about his phone call to your Uncle Vernon. I do hope you're all right. I'm on holiday in France at the moment, and I didn't know how I was going to send this to you. What if they'd opened it at customs? But then Hedwig (laughs) turned up. Like, what? Hedwig just was like, I'm going to go to France and see Hermione.
1: Like, Hedwig is, no, Hedwig, she, like, alludes to this later, like, Hedwig wanted her to give him a present.
0: Yeah, it says, I think she wanted to make sure you got something for your birthday for a change. I just don't understand how the owl system works.
1: I mean, yeah, You just have to, You have to, um, suspend disbelief. Yeah, so we have to suspend our disbelief when it comes to how quickly owls can cross continents. And, like, how she knew that Hermione
0: was in France.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, maybe Harry had mentioned it, you know, like, I'm Harry probably talks to Hedwig, like, all the time yeah. over the summers, especially.
0: Um, also, sidebar, speaking of money, I feel like... The Grangers are, like, a little loaded.
1: Yeah. Well, they're dentists.
0: Yeah. I they're know it's, dentists. like, less expensive to go, like, on holiday to other places in yeah. Europe when you live in England, but, like, are they, they only have one kid. Are they both dentists? I think they're both dentists.
1: Yeah. They've got to make yeah. good money then. Like, I know that doctors... And now they don't even pay for their kids. And don't make as much money. Yeah.
0: But they don't pay, for like, food, but for their kids' school or food or yeah. housing for most of the year now
1: they got it made yeah
0: (laughs) and then they just get to go live in australia for a year (laughs) like damn girl damn um so i bought your present by our order There was an advertisement in the daily profit i've been getting it delivered it's so good to keep up with what's going on in the wizarding world did you see that picture of ron and his family a week ago i bet he's learning loads i'm really jealous the ancient egyptian wizards were fascinating there's some interesting local history of witchcraft here too I've rewritten my whole history of magic essay to include some of the things I've found out. I hope it's not too long. It's two rules of parchment more than Professor Bin asked for. Ron says he's going to be in London in the last week of the holidays. Can you make it? Will your aunt and uncle let you come? I really hope you can. If not, I'll see you on the Hogwarts Express on September 1st. Love from Hermione.
1: I love that she signed it love. I also love that she just assumed that Harry also has gotten the daily promise. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: did you see the picture of Ron last week? <laughs> and, like, most of the the letter is about, like, learning shit. <laughs> and then it says, P.S., Ron says Percy's head boy. I, I'll bet Percy's really pleased. Ron doesn't seem too happy about it. So we get this letter, and you're like, oh, Hermione, what a nerd. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. And he picks up this really heavy present from her. And he's like, oh, it's probably some book. Like, Hermione would just get me something that she would want. And then wow. he opens it and it's a broomstick servicing kit. And he literally goes, wow, Hermione. <laughs> Which I think is so funny and so cute. Um, so anyway, it's this kit that comes with Fleetwood's, a jar of Fleetwood's high finish handle polish a pair of gleaming silver tail twig clippers, a tiny brass compass to clip on your broom for long journeys, because Harry makes so many of those. And I guess he will in the future. (laughs) And a handbook of... Well, not with this broom, though. That's true. A handbook of do-it-yourself broom care. Um, And then this, of course, leads into our recap of Quidditch and how this is the Wizarding
1: sport.
0: this is one of Harry's... No,
1: no, no. The wording is... This is one of the most popular sports in the wizarding world. But
0: what are the other ones? Well, there's other broom sports. Remember? We liked it on Quidditch Through the Ages.
1: But, like, that's so inconsequential. Like, no other sport is played at Hogwarts. It says 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 the
0: most popular sport in the wizarding world. Oh, okay. Highly dangerous. Very exciting. And played on broomsticks.
1: (laughs) I also... I really love... Okay, so I know I can, we complained at the beginning that this chapter is, like, really not doing much for us. But I do really like how, even in this boring chapter, we get all of these recaps which we joke about. But we also, I feel like in every single one of we, these, except for the first one, obviously, we get a very clear... Because, to be fair, the second book of Goblet of Fire, very normal one of these... Or, sorry, the second chapter of Goblet of Fire is just... This type yeah. of chapter moved yeah. to the second chapter, and in every single one, we get such a great characterization of not only Harry but Ron and Hermione yeah. as well, and even Hagrid in this one. Really, um, I really like that. And then, specifically with this one, bringing up Quidditch and bringing up how much the fire or the Nimbus 2000 means to Harry, yeah. I think is also really interesting because obviously, like, he will go on to lose that possession throughout yeah. the year, and then him getting the fireball will be like. Kind of a big plot point. Yeah. Um. So I do, I do, I do appreciate, I can appreciate these. And I really like this one in particular, like this call out for the broom kind of in particular.
0: No, and like they are important chapters, you know, like especially with like these early books are very much children's books that like yeah. kids were reading like as they were coming out. It's like the previously on, you know, like... Yeah. It gives it really you a little is. recap without, like, the kids having to reread the whole book, which, like, yeah. I mean, these books are obviously not, like, hard to read, and we can read them super fast, but, like, as kids, they're, like, kind of a longer book. You know, like, a, a lot yeah. of the kids, a lot of the people that were reading these, as they were coming out, like, it was, like, a higher reading level, because it's multiple yeah. chapters, and they start to get pretty long. Yeah. Um Yeah. So anyway, we get the recap of Quidditch. Harry happens to be a pretty good Quidditch player. He loves the Nimbus two thousand, and even as soon as like the next couple chapters, he's gonna be like admiring the Firebolt. So that's really like a thing throughout. uh, Throughout this. True. I was gonna say episode. (laughs) (laughs) Book. Our episode. Um, And then Harry picks up the last package, and he hears something snap loudly, as though it had jaw. Him.
1: Yeah, so Harry's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I wouldn't put it past Hagrid. This is where we get kind of our Hagrid characterization, like recap on who Hagrid is. He's like, oh man, like Hagrid's the person who will like ab- what is it, like, bet with random strangers, like, <laughs> in, in a bar at night, like, that will bring a dragon egg into his wooden hut to try and hatch it. Um, like, Harry's like, I, w- I hope it's not some crazy, dangerous, Hagrid. magical creature, because I wouldn't put a bass Hagrid. Hagrid is the
0: mother of dragons.
1: <laughs> he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the first book of Game of Thrones and how I just I just witnessed the dragon's hatch. I oh. haven't got back to Daenerys since then yet in the second book. So. Yeah,
0: that's a big moment.
1: <clears throat> it is, it is. Anyways, um, he opens the package, though, eventually, and he finds out that it's the Monster Book of Monsters. Harry's able to read that, I think, just before the book starts, like, moving around. Um, Harry goes to pick it up, and it bites him it says that it closes on his hand though so i think that the characterization of like it having the teeth that it does is not book canon from what at least i could tell like i don't think that there was any description of it having teeth it just kind of like snapped at harry like the book just kind of slammed shut on his hand um And, but, but Harry's able to, like, really grab it pretty quickly and tie it up with a belt, which, like, in the movie, it's kind of made into this, like, semi-big, like, action sequence almost, which I thought was really funny, because in the book, it's, like, it, like, snaps Harry's hand and runs away, and then Harry just grabs it eventually and, like, really pretty quickly and just puts a belt around it, and everything is fine. (laughs) Um, He then goes back to read the note from Hagrid, where Hagrid says, like, I think you'll find this book particularly helpful this year but doesn't say why which we we obviously know why it's going to be his textbook when Hagrid is the care of magical creatures professor this year um he also also attached is the book list um and like welcome letter that Hogwarts always sends and so I know we've talked about this before specifically with the like original hogwarts letter but do they send him this letter on his birthday every year i guess they don't because in later later books it's like oh it was particularly late this year i think it just
0: gets there like i don't think it's an every year birthday thing i think it's like it has to go every summer because it's their shopping list and i think mcgonagall and haggard are probably just just, like chatting and they were like let's just send one owl to harry because like they probably are like he probably shouldn't be getting that many owls because of the Dursleys. Yeah,
1: makes sense. Um, and it has he reads that it has the Monster Book of Monsters on the list, so he's like, oh, that's what Hagrid meant by it being helpful. Um, it also has the permission slip for Hogsmeade in it, and Harry's like, oh man, that's such a bummer. Like, I would love to be able to go to Hogsmeade, but I Hogsmeade, but I know the Dursleys like won't sign this. Um. And then he's like, oh, man, I'm really tired because he looks at the clock and sees it's 2 a.m. So like we alluded to at the beginning, it's been about an hour, a little bit over an hour. Um, Harry walks over to his countdown where he's crossing off the days until he goes back to Hogwarts, crosses off another one and falls asleep looking at his birthday cards, just thinking about how happy he is on his birthday for the first time and how it's the first time he feels like a normal kid. That's
0: cute. I just like the, I just like all the friendship moments.
1: Yeah, it's cute. And you know, like, Presents are such, like, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but presents are such a, like, prevalent part of the series. Like, we always see kind of what Harry gets for his birthday, what Harry gets for Christmas, what he gets everybody else for Christmas. Um, So it's cool that it kind of opens with this. And those are two, like, I think that both of them, not always, but a lot of times, the presents do end up, like, holding some importance and I think they both do with this one. Like Ron obviously we talked about the sneakoscope ha or I guess all three of them have importance. Um like the sneakoscope comes back later in the book and kind of like helps tie up the whole story in a very satisfying way. And then as I talked about like the broomstick servicing kit kind of just brings up the Nimbus two thousand mm-hmm. and how like reminds
0: you that this is Harry's favorite thing in the world. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice little opening chapter, and you're right that, like, it does do a really good job, like, previewing, or, like, giving you, like, the character traits that are going to be necessary for the book. Because um, also, like, Hermione's letter is, like, all about school, and then obviously that's, yeah. like, like, that's an important plot point in this book, not even just, like, yeah. character trait. Like, it's important that she's attending 700 classes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's good. It's, like, super quick and, yeah. But I do like getting the, like, I like getting the clip from the Daily Prophet. I like getting the letters, like, kind of nice.
1: Yeah. I do think the Daily Prophet also, like, very um, often features prominently in the first couple chapters. Like, I think in five, there's a really, or seven opens up. One of the first chapters is, like, Harry reading the obituary. the obituary. I think five also, five like, six and five, like, Harry's, like, monitoring, monitoring the news, yeah. like, keeping up on, like, what's going on. Um, so I think, like, The Daily Prophet also serves as, like, an effective, like, exposition yeah. tool that the author uses, both to, like, recap previous events, but also, like, present us with new information in a, like... More unique way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Also, the letters from the friends also do that. Yeah. Which we also see pretty often in the first couple chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cookie cutter, but you know, it's like a it. It does what it needs to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not quite as flashy as you know those other ones that we mentioned at the top of the episode, but yeah. it, it does a it does its job.
0: Definitely anything else to say nope all right (laughs) as always thank you so much for listening and remember just do your best we'll do the rest
1: and learn until our brains all wrapped